Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Lights Out F1 podcast. I am Patrick. I'm Claire. I'm Jakob. Um, and uh, so I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos recently, um, and also reading a lot of posts, a lot of individual articles and things um, about, first off, Red Bull uh, claiming that Aston Martin has uh, basically yeah. as, as, as another copy of their car. A lot of jabs were taken i'm not sure if you guys saw any of their interviews yeah. and also Checo making fun of it um during the post-race interview at the podium of um basically them saying that there's multiple red bull cars on the podium multiple red bull drivers on the podium um and horner went as far to say that imitation is the biggest form of flattery and that aston martin have done a really good job of imitating their car um which makes sense uh and helmet marco is like uh really frustrated about it trying to you know talk to the fa about it because um, you know, it's one thing for the, a team to copy the concept based on what they see, but because Aston Martin has taken so many engineers from Red Bull, you can't take the things out of like out of their head that they know. And Dan Fellows, I mean, he's prime example. He's been designing Red Bull cars for God knows how long, and he was a, one of the key factors in designing the um, RB18 last year with Adrian Newey. So uh, he's just like, it is the same car. And like obviously, it not might not be there like you know um, a calculation to calculation like perfect equivalent, but it's pretty close to it. Um, but yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, Aston Martin has just been known to take from other teams like the pink Mercedes. Um, it's just it is what it is. Mm. They do it, and this year it actually paid off where they can compete with it. So. Mm. Um, I mean, you had something to talk um, about with Mercedes and them. Yeah, because the Aston Martin, in their case, the engine is a Mercedes. Mm. Their wind tunnel is done in a Mercedes. Is that done in the Mercedes wind tunnel? Yeah. A lot of their rear end is. Just, I think a lot yeah. of their rear end is developed by Mercedes. Yeah, their rear suspension is so literally like, Mercedes. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, it's not an exact, obviously it's not a copycat yeah. of the Red Bull, but like obviously side pods and all that are pretty much the same as a Red Bull to an extent. So to me, it's just like, I guess to an extent, like, okay, yeah, you can say they've sort of copied Red Bull. That's how they're competitive. But, you know, you it does take it does take some amount of like working to like get the Red Bull concept and the Mercedes back end to fit together and work yeah. together so that they have a setup where they're able to, so yeah, I get the joke, I get the jibes and yeah. the and yeah. the comedy by Red Bull, but I mean, you give credit where credit is due. So yeah, um, another thing that popped up, um, Otmar Zafnauer talks about it, and I mean, he openly admitted to doing it as well. But um, the top four teams now, since we don't have a top three anymore, it's really honestly the uh, the top number twos and then the number one. But um, top three teams have this big thing right now or that the fa has no clue how to deal with and not mars is like yeah we do it too where um you can only have so many engineers on the budget cap and everybody knows that mercedes was super dominant when they had unlimited number of engineers red bull is dominant because they had an unlimited number of engineers and then the budget cap came in um and so now all the top teams um from alpine ashton martin red bull uh, mercedes and ferrari um, they technically have still have these massive engineering teams, but these engineers are only working for like a week or two at a time um, for them. And then they say that they're going to work on different projects. And 
normally that wouldn't be a problem but the big part comes in and i think this is a really good point that he made is that a lot of these engineers are going to work on concepts like other cars or maybe like the sailing team or whatever where it might actually impact like they might be researching something there that is applicable to f1 and i'm kind of curious what you guys think about that because that does seem like a pretty prevalent issue then it's not really the budget cap it's just you're working around it still what can you do you know yeah they it's just there's real business out there besides f1 so can't really like control outside entities mm. um it is a little sketchy i would say uh to to not pay them under the budget cap and then pay them on the side but that's what it's it's just big business at its finest yeah i mean i don't see a particular issue with it it's like okay if they work for an f1 team at a week at a time like Okay, yeah, you're obviously you're finding you're working a way around the budget cap, but I mean I don't see a particular issue with it. It is what it is. Like everyone's gonna find some loophole. F one is full of loopholes with the rules and mm -hmm. budget cap, so this is just another one of those loopholes. Um, you know, I think yeah, so I don't really have an issue with it. I'm just glad James Allison is back from the bloody <laughs> Ineos sailing team. I'm just glad he's back. James Allison is back, thank you yeah. for that. Um, so, but do you guys think it puts the lower teams at that same disadvantage that they had originally where they don't have these massive like 500, 600 engineer teams, they're working with like 50, 70 people at a time, and do you think it still holds them at that disadvantage and like, I don't know, it seems kind of unfair that you would still be able to work with almost triple the number of engineers as the lower teams? Sure, but was the budget cap actually helping that much? I mean, don't know. yeah, the number of engineers still has significantly gone down. The number of people you have working on it's gone down. Uh, Jakob will be the first to say that Red Bull don't mm -hmm. care about the budget cap, but I mean, um, I'd say it still has an impact on every team. You still have to be able to like you know put the numbers down, and the FIA has been pretty good, I guess, about you know picking off things, whether it be and I quote catering or anything else but i think the budget cap does affect every team um i mean it's one of the biggest reasons why mercedes wasn't able to work around their porpoising issue back in 2022 um sure. but yeah jumping on to uh i also saw something about mclaren um so mclaren this year obviously not off to a good start and last year in singapore we saw them bring in their new side pod and radiator concept and their um, floor concept which we saw them get was I think it was a P4 and a P6 finish for Danny Rick and Lando, maybe a P5. Um, and so there, it was like a really good step forward for them. We all saw that their car was much better. Um, but this year, the raised floor edges apparently has been like the bane of their existence because they were not aware of how much like in well I'll finish. So they weren't aware of how much it would affect their car or maybe they were and didn't know how to deal with it. But everybody knew that this 15 millimeter um, raised floor height would uh, come in, I think right after the summer break or maybe the race after. And McLaren still went through with this upgrade, not even, I guess, thinking about the current, uh, the current issue. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I guess now they're kind of stuck with this. So, I mean, do they have the ability to wait three races for a massive update? Yes and no. What else are they supposed to do? <laughs> well, apparently they're I mean, early in the yeah. season. 
You go. It's early in the season. I mean, even Mercedes have like big upgrades apparently planned for um, Imola and stuff. So yeah. it's early in the season. I think the stakes are a lot lower for McLaren. I mean, their stakes are a lot lower for McLaren because they're still a midfield team. Yeah. There's no like, there's not a lot you're playing for aside from P4, P5, P6. Yeah. Um, but I think the stakes for Mercedes are a lot higher because, and I think like. Because Hamilton hasn't penned uh, hasn't penned his contract in yet, and there is this persistent rumor. He's not going to run away. There is this persistent rumor that he's going to, if he that the contract hasn't been signed because he wants to see performance. Mm-hmm. It's a performance related issue. He wants to see, see that he can compete. And there is this persistent rumor uh, that I think Simon Lazenby talked about that Aston Martin and Ferrari could really, you know, look like attractive destinations for Hamilton. So I think. Early in the season, look, I think uh, McLaren will get there at some point, whether yeah. it's now or later in the season. I think eventually they'll get back to a midfield team, but I think uh, they don't have a. I think it's going to be a long season for them if they can't get it fixed over the next, over the first half at least. Yeah. So they have. So wait, yeah. I know it's looking gloomy for McLaren, right? Uh-huh. It really is. But you know, last year they didn't score in the first race either. No, it's terrible. I know they didn't have same issues, but it's not like it's over. Um, yeah. But Lando, Lando did say that you know his main goal, like he really just wants to be able to see some bit of competitive edge by the end of the year for him to stay around. Mm-hmm. He has said that, and that's like what he wants. He's not even saying they want to fight for podiums anymore because like they just know it's not a not a thing, yeah. um, which is sad. But I do have a quote from Lewis. If yeah. you want me to, to drop it in. Yeah. All right, Lewis. He said this to BBC last year. I told them the car issues that uh, the issues that are with the car. Hamilton said, "Like I've driven so many cars in my life, so I know what a car needs. I know what a car doesn't need, and I think it's really about accountability. It's about owning up and saying, yeah, you know what? We didn't listen to you, and it's not where it needs to be, and we got work to do. You know, ah." Yeah, it's uh, it feels kind of awkward because Lewis. He said that out loud. Yeah, Lewis isn't normally the type of person who like shoots blame on people right away. Like yeah. usually, he's like the type of person who's he's like, "It's, it's not okay, me. Let's work forward. Time. Let's you know, like let's keep pushing." But this Super is like a, this to is hear a it. direct shot at his it is, engineering team. It is an indictment on on I'd say Mike Elliott more than anybody in the Mercedes in the Mercedes garage because I think he's their technical director. He took over from James Allison. Yep. And I think I'm fairly. I read somewhere recently that Mike Elliott was given an ultimatum for the next couple of races. It's like if you can't develop this concept anymore, then we're we're switching concepts. Like you need to be able to figure this out. So I think, and I think that's why James Allison has been brought back in mm-hmm. because um, uh, Lewis Toto wants his buddy back. Just, yeah, and Toto was probably just like, "Listen, boss, boats are go well and good, but this is you need to like figure this out for us." So. Yeah. Um, um, so I think there's going to be some different, different I think, radical changes to mm. Mercedes over the next three or four races. I think I would hope. Yeah, I'm hoping. It's been re- it's actually been a really bleak atmosphere for Mercedes, and I think Lewis was the only like positive speaking person after the Bahrain uh, Grand Prix. Like during post race interviews, like Toto said, this has got to be like one of the worst days in our racing history. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you guys still finished like pretty high up in the points, but and, I like, was confused George, by that. Yeah, and no, then George totally. was like, well, I think it's just be well for him. I think it's more because he wants to be up there with the Red Bulls, and I think I think it's just- also. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's also because a customer car beat him. Yes. Like Aston Martin is their customer car essentially. The customer car beat them on outright pace. If you. Yeah. Like there wasn't like it wasn't like like luck. It was outright pace yeah. that they split the Mercedes and beat the Mercedes. So. Mm. But also like George is like yeah Red Bull had this title wrapped up. It's the first race of the year and he's like yeah they're they're they, I mean if somebody challenges something went drastically wrong for them or something really right for somebody else, and so Lewis in his post race interview is like yeah I mean obviously they're ahead of us but you know we'll keep pushing we'll keep going. Um, and like I know they have their update set to come in, I think either four or six races into the season, and they're like planning on it to be three tenths. Um, I did see something interesting about the Mercedes compared to the Red Bull during uh, Bahrain, though. Uh, so during the first stint, um, obviously the Red Bulls were flying. Uh, Jack overtook Leclerc, and then they did their second or their first pit stop. Um, they were actually told to go slower after their first pit stop. They were going about turned down their engine. No, no, no. They didn't turn down their engine at all. Like their drivers were told to go slower, which means that if the Red Bulls didn't have any problem with tire deg and long stints, they were their average race pace was one point five seconds faster than the Mercedes per lap, which is an absolutely absurd number. I think what I read about the going slower thing was that mm. Checo was dealing with some drivetrain issue which and some gear, gear some gearbox yeah. it was either gearbox or drivetrain issue mm. which is why he was told to go slower and I don't think they were sure of it on Max's car so I think that's why they well, uh, slowed they them were... both down but I think the yeah keep going yeah Mo- I think the most indictment like the most indicting thing I saw in on team radio was when GP tells Max there is no race at the moment I was like holy shit I mean there dude. wasn't dude <laughs> like yeah, yeah it was Red such Bulls. an indictment on ferrari yeah. and mercedes well even aston martin because i mean we can't count them out now but um because they he was fernando was the closest person to them but um yeah. it, it's like the fact that they're like nine tenths faster on you know dead tires to everybody else on all, what is in essence fresh tires is insane and you have both the drivers on the grid who at this point may as well be considered the two best um drivers when it comes to tire saving and they're just chilling 24 seconds clear the field 30 seconds clear the field i mean i wouldn't take it away from george to say that they do have this title wrapped up unless something goes drastically wrong um but on another keep going sorry i made my peace with it like after the first on monday after (laughs) this i was like you know i'll accept i'll have to accept the max's second third title i'll accept it (laughs) i've made my piece wow okay so i have actually i have a question about that um before i jump to something about lando um so james elliott there's another uh, article on him switching over to being the tech director uh, uh depending on mike elliott's performance uh with his car in the next few races um Mercedes possibly switching side pod design, which would use up what is in essence all of the rest of their budget cap. Um, and so they wouldn't really have too many more updates coming in for the rest of the year. Uh, do you think that them switching to a Red Bull-ish side pod or something similar to a Ferrari side pod would actually increase their race pace? Or do you think it's like just something, just an entire car concept redesign that needs to come in? I honestly, like, I, d- I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna change it like change to a Red Bull or a Ferrari sidepod concept this year. I think they might mm-hmm. like switch up. Maybe I think because I read somewhere that Toto also said that we're not gonna develop on both cars. We're gonna develop on one car. Yeah. And uh 
and then take it from there. So even if they develop on one card, that's like, that's less of a budget cap that you're eating away. Mm. Um, but um, I don't know if it necessarily makes them faster because I think last season it was the purposing that was basically stopping them from sort of competing, and then they solved the purposing and discovered that this season they're just like miles behind everybody else, miles behind the top teams. Yeah. So I mean, maybe maybe it improves their race pace and single lap pace, but uh, I'm like I'm not expecting big. I'm not expecting a switch over to switch over concepts this season at least. It doesn't seem likely, mm. in my opinion at least. Okay. I have this like gnawing feeling that I remember something about the issue not even being the side pods, but like something on the floor. Yeah, that's what they were saying yeah. initially, and I mean like so, now they have no porpoising issue, but. Now they're having a problem with downforce, and maybe that has something to do. Like at this point, it's not even about the suspension setup, or like maybe they need a new rear wing or front wing, or maybe it actually is the side pods because of how much airflow there is. But they have no downforce. I mean, Lewis said it, George said it, any other team on the grid can see it. And with no mm -hmm. downforce, means that you're sliding more. Sliding more means your tires die faster. Um, and so I mean, Lewis is like we just don't have enough downforce. So, I mean. Yeah. If it, yeah, if it is a problem with side pod concept or whatever it is, like I think the first thing we'll see come in is probably a new rear wing just to give them more downforce, um, which is kind of wild that downforce would be their issue now because that was one of the issues that they didn't have last year with the lower floor. And now they have to juggle this problem of like, do we want more porpoise? Do we want more downforce? Or like, how do we balance this out? Yeah. It seems like Mike Elliott and his team can't figure it out. Um, but off the topic of Mercedes, back to Lando. Uh, I have seen six videos, two articles, and a couple of rumors. Um, what team should Lando go to? And I kind of want to run through it with you guys. Uh, so just give me your out of 10 and a reason um, for Lando going to whatever team this is and which driver would leave. And I'm not going to count any of the bottom teams just because I don't see them him going to any of them. So Lando Norris to Aston Martin if Fernando Alonso leaves or whatever. I don't know. I feel like I need to see more out of Aston Martin to see if they're actually going to have like a good car this season. Like I get that like they do. Okay. Yes. They do, but I just don't trust it yet. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Um, and then I don't know. I just have flashbacks of Lando in the video game at Aston Martin and he was doing horrible, but that's just because they're going off different spots. 100 yeah um, I, mean, I don't like i don't, I don't think i'd i want to see him in the green yeah. i don't want to see him in the racing green well, yeah, i don't his know color, but out of yeah <laughs> out of 10 i'd say it's a solid prospect like seven and you think he'd switch out, switch out for fernando because yeah <laughs> i mean i guess i guess lance is starting to prove himself yeah so yeah this wouldn't be the time um, to kick lance out yeah not yet yeah, I mean, I'd give it a solid, maybe like a solid seven on ten. Mm -hmm. Like, um, they're not gonna sack Lance because obviously, uh, for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. But um, um, I don't know if I necessarily want to see him go to Aston Martin because you know we've seen this before from Aston Martin where they have one season of ultra being ultra competitive, like the pink Mercedes year where they finished fourth. Yeah. And then the next season, it'll just be like an immediate drop off. So, because the moment other teams sort of catch up, it's like an immediate drop off from Aston Martin. Yeah. So I don't necessarily want to see him because he'll destroy Lance. I think he's like more more than enough has more than enough talent to just beat Lance on outright pace. Mm -hmm. So, I 
I don't want to see him there. I'd give it a solid seven on ten. Okay. Um, to Mercedes, if Lewis Hamilton, let's say, because obviously it's not going to be George leaving the seat. Everybody knows George is like going to be the future of that team. Let's say Lewis retires after this year. Do you guys? What's the out of ten for Lando there? I mean, I feel like that would be, yeah, that would be a good move just because I see Mercedes making a comeback. They're totally determined. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd go with a nine. That would be a good move for him. I think for the longevity of his career and potential to win a world championship. Yep. Do you same see with Red Bull? Like, solid nine. Yeah, keep yeah, on. nine. I, solid I mean, nine I just. Go ahead, Yako. Go ahead, Yako. Patrick, be more specific. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were done yet. Yako tried saying it first. Yako, go ahead. No, go for it. Go for it. I don't even remember what I was talking about. We're good. <laughs> no, she doesn't remember. Go ahead, Yako. All right, I'll give it a 9 out of 10. I think he'd, it'd be a good move for him. Um, he's not... I think it'll be a good competitive uh, team between him and George. I think George beat, beats him... Uh, over a regular season, I think Georgia beats him. But um, it's a good move. I think oh. he, he developed well as a driver. Obviously, Mercedes mm-hmm. haven't. I think, well, the last two seasons are disagreed, but they don't. Obviously, they haven't forgotten how to win a world championship. It's just um, we're going through a bit of a rough patch, but we'll get there. So I think it's, all, it's a good move. Yes. Sorry, One more thing. No, no. I was just, it came to me after you were speaking. It would be so cool to see another McLaren driver go from being in a McLaren oh, yeah. to winning it with Mercedes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, okay, I forgot to do the other part of this. Uh, a destroy scale from when he moves or if he moves. So let's say uh, let's go back to Aston Martin real quick. If he moves, his teammate's obviously gonna be Lance Stroll. Um, what's the margin? The like out of ten, one being you know it's a really close battle, ten being it's an absolute destruction of points. Like, how far do you think he beats Lance? Nine. Holy. <laughs> Ten. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright. You guys think Lance has no opportunity to win that at all? Not even win it. No, but I like just think close. if it's a good car. Yeah. If it's a good car. You don't think it's gonna be close know. at all? No. Oh my gosh. I don't I think, think this season's gonna be close either for Fernando and Lance. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's obvious. I just don't think it's gonna stay close. So okay. um, it's the same then... I feel the same way about Lando, if even more. Hmm. Um, okay, and George versus Lance and a Mercedes, who wins and what's the, the margin? I mean, I want to say Lando wins, but maybe not in the first season. Okay. So I don't know. So if George And it would wins, be close well, either okay. way. I say George beats him. I'd say George 7 on 10. Give us all 7, 8 on 10. You think he's going to beat him that badly? I think it'll be competitive. If you take it over a season, I think he will be competitive. But I think uh, George is just um, better. And I think towards the end of the season, he'll just like, it'll just be a systematic sort of like destruction. Uh-huh. But also you have to consider that George will be like his first season. If Lando ever does move, George would have been within that team for two to three years by that point, two to three years by that point, um, embedded in that team. So he has, he'd have, he knows the car, knows the ins and outs. So I think it's just the experience gives George the advantage. I guess, yeah, but also, like, George's, it, it was his first year at Mercedes this year, and Lewis knew the ins and outs of the car. Oh, 
Maybe not actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, that's not an applicable one just because new car. Um, on to the next Ferrari. Let's say Lando goes to Ferrari. First off, who is he replacing? And also against the person he races against, who wins by what margin? Uh, Claire, go ahead. I mean, I would love to see Carlando again, but I feel like Ferrari wouldn't get rid of Charles just yet, so mm -hmm. he would replace Carlos probably, even mm -hmm. though I really want to see Carlos and Lando racing on the same team again. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, Charles is giving me such up-and-down vibes of like how good of a driver he is. So perhaps I, it would be really close. Mm -hmm. Maybe like a one or a two? Yeah. Okay. And I don't know which way it would so, go either. Okay. Jakob? Honestly, I could see him replacing Charles. Because <laughs> I think Charles would eventually just be like, yo, I'm sick of this. So yeah. I could see him replacing Charles. And um, if he, like, uh, if he does replace Charles, then I'd say it's a one or two between him and Carlos. Mm hmm. Um, just because, like, Carlos has beaten him, but he Lando, they always make it a competitive fight towards the uh, over a regular season between Lando and Carlos. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd say a one or a two, and I, I, I'd say probably re replacing Charles, honestly, because I could see Charles wanting to, like, wanting out, maybe going to Mercedes and being like, yo, give me a seat. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, what am I missing? Red Bull. Let's say Checo gets removed from the team and Lando comes in. Because I don't think Red Bull are ever getting rid of Max as long as he's winning. Uh, Jakob, what's the margin? <laughs> like, how bad is it? Just so it's a solid <laughs> it's a solid 8 or 9 in Max's favor. Yeah. Like, I, I imagine Lando will just become like a better version of Checo, in mm. my opinion. Like, I don't see him challenging Max. Yeah. At all, frankly, like I think only, I think only one person in the on the grid can challenge Max. Max on our right pace, and that's Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. I don't think anyone else can really do it. So, it's a solid eight or nine in Max's game. And, I, and honestly, I don't want to see him go to Red Bull because it just he just becomes uncompetitive. Yeah, he'll you know it won't be you know he won't you won't ever see his true talent like actually try and compete for a championship. I don't think you'll ever get to see it because Red Bull are so like obsessed with Max and all their eggs are in Max's basket so mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't want to see him in the ball now for me yeah Claire yeah I mean he would be in a good car but he wouldn't be the, stein the shining star you know mm -hmm. what Jakob's getting at um, I mean Max would probably dominate him just because that's how it's always been so it feels like a little bit of like a Red Bull curse to be the second driver mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I feel like he he would have a better chance at like winning his driver's championship on a different team, I think, because I don't think any other driver when Max is at Red Bull is going to be able to even think about going for a championship. Yeah, um, that was something that I was looking at. Like a lot of people, a lot, a lot of different groups that said it were like, if Lando goes to that team, like Max is going to be like, yeah, it'd be great to have Lando the teammate, but at the same time, he'd be like, yeah, I don't want Lando the teammate because he's not just going to go with team orders. <laughs> Um, true, true. But yeah, so that was just something I was looking at. Uh, Lando went to one of the top four teams. Um, quite frankly, it seems like we can mostly agree that he's probably, outside of Aston Martin, he's probably not going to be the number one driver where he goes, um, if he goes. Uh, but quite frankly, I also don't see him wanting to stay with McLaren at this rate. 
obviously there's still a whole season to go and obviously still a whole three seasons including this one on his contract but if it's not an upward trajectory from here i mean he's he's definitely got to have like a performance clause or something in his contract because yeah. no no driver signs that long a contract without a get out of jail free card yeah so like there has to be something in his contract and i think he spends this season sort of scoping it out yeah. and then i think yeah, I think by the end of the season, I think we'll have a clearer idea of where he's, how he's feeling, where he's, what he's looking at, and what his options are. Clay, I feel, I feel like he just keeps hammering on about the, the new wind tunnel and the new simulator, and he's just like hoping and praying that that's actually going to do something. Yeah. Um, so, keep going. Sorry, I'll, I'll follow up on that. Sec. No, yeah, I just mean like that's that's, that's what he's like hoping to see if he's going to let that play out. Yeah. And then after that, if it doesn't do anything, if they aren't able to like take advantage of the new equipment that they have, then I feel like, yeah, he must have a performance clause where he can get out of it. Hmm. Um, so their new wind tunnel is coming in late June. Well, the entire team is stoked about it because right now, between transportation costs, development costs, and having to rent out the facility, they spend millions on it, which they would normally be able to spend on their budget cap, but this is not going... Um, but a lot of what they've been talking about, and I mean, Andrea Stella and Zach Brown have both talked about it openly, is that like most of what they'll be using the new wind tunnel for is the development of their 2024 car and their late 2024 car. So I'm not sure if we'll be able to actually see that this year or if it's going to be something that like we'll see later on next year, like they're saying. Yeah, yeah, no, but Lando will definitely keep his eye on it to see mm-hmm. if he wants to be in that 2024 car or not. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing this, this year is pretty much a wash. Yeah. So, another interesting thing I saw was yeah. someone said that they don't see McLaren winning a race while Zach Brown is the CEO of the team. I, I feel agree like that's with harsh. That. <laughs> I agree with it. I agree with it completely. I mean, I don't maybe think... he focuses a little bit too much on marketing. Yeah. But I mean, he's doing it with other teams, so I don't know. Well, one of the interesting. Formula One's a different beast, or what? So, one of the interesting things that a lot of people have brought up about Zach Brown is that he's a fantastic businessman, which is why he's a CEO, not the team principal, um, and he's very involved with whatever he works with. The problem with it is that, like right now, McLaren, and because of Lando's personality and because of Oscar's personality and the whole, I, I like the concept of McLaren being this young driver talent team. Um, where there are a lot of eccentric, young, exciting people, not just in their prospects, but in their actual characteristics. Like, Zach Brown capitalized on that and making them seem popular, but it's like this constantly backpedaling to P4, P5, maybe even lower while he's there. And even with the new wind tunnel and things, it's like a lot of people are saying the reason Lando's there is because he's allowed to be that playful. Whereas if Lando or any other young driver with that type of personality were to go to a different team, I feel like they wouldn't have the type of freedom that he would have, no? Yeah, so then does it get at, you know, are you there to, to race and mm. whatever, or are you wanting certain freedoms? I think Pierre also on that that podcast I just told you about, yep. the uh, the Fast and the Curious, which is more like a beginner's podcast, Pierre came on and he was saying that he really um, admires Lewis's sense of fashion because he just, like, does what he wants and wears what he wants no matter what people say. Because you were saying that, like, you know, when you get into the sport, people around, like, in the team or the, your managers or whatever, they try to, like, fit you into a box and, like, yeah. have you wear certain things because 
and like not be yourself. So I guess that's kind of what we're getting at with Lando. Like he really does get to be himself. Yeah. And perhaps maybe if he was at a different team, he wouldn't. So it maybe quality of life. Does he want to be a, a world champion or does he want to? I don't even know anymore because he was saying he doesn't even game. So it's like, what is he doing? I mean, it's a flat out lie. He, he clearly does. I mean, we've all seen his quadrant videos. So, like. Well, he said that he doesn't game unless he's home. Like, he doesn't bring his laptop anymore. Oh, 100%. Of course not. He's not a game throughout most of the season. Most people don't. Like, the only person that we know that. But he used to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But now he's obviously much more focused on driving. Um, and I mean, you've got to be super stressed out after having the season that they had last year. Um, and probably even more stressed out with the start to the season. So there's probably no room in his mind for having fun for probably nobody at McLaren. Um, I think the only driver that actually openly games, and it's not even for the like sake of gaming, is uh, Max. And that's because he does e-racing for Red Bull. Um, mm. On that topic, Max Verstappen is apparently an esports genius when it comes to um, iRacing. Uh, the guy, well, first off, I don't know if you guys have seen what happened with the 24 hours of Le Mans, the virtual one. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw that. Yeah, latency yeah. issues? Abundant. They don't, yeah. like, it, they just, it just wasn't going well. Like, people were lagging in and out nonstop, and the um, e-marshals or whatever were not doing a good job at, like, rewinding it to where people weren't or whatever. They're, like, sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't. Um, apparently, at the start of the race, somebody leaked the IP address for the server, and so a bunch of random people were logging in and driving around on these random cars. Um, and then about 18, 18, uh, hours into the race, um, Max and his team are, or just Max, whoever he's working with or by himself, whatever, um, are like miles ahead of the competition in first place. And then he has a lag spike that kicks him out for like a minute. He comes back to 17th place and then he has another one. He's just in last place and the marshals did nothing about it. And he just, it was a joke. And a lot of the people from that also said that, like, it just wasn't worth it anymore. Um, like, it, like they'd need to fix everything about the competition. And I was like, this is wild. Um, but also, do you guys know what the prize pool was for it? No. It was a whopping 250000 So, like, this isn't something yeah, that... Well... Yeah. It's, that's a massive prize Max pool. Max Verstappen needs two hundred and fifty thousand. No, no, it goes towards the organization. Like it's not for him because he oh. drives under Red Bull's name, and so it's like, yeah, yeah, like obviously in something that organized, you'd think that they have to have some sort of like correct system. Um, Why am I like thinking that's not a big prize pool? Well, for an for an esports type of thing, that's a massive prize pool because there's not a lot of esports that offer something that large. Um, compared to like, okay. real life, obviously, it's not that good, but. Um, different topic. Uh, saw somebody playing a game, um, and I want to know what you guys' thoughts are on it. Who is the best driver to never win a world championship, and why? Jakob, you can start. Okay, now I got now I got to think about all the world the, the drivers that haven't won. There's so many. Like the best driver to not win a world championship. Like, let's see, there's Mark like, Weber, David Coulthard, Valtteri Bottas, Charles Leclerc. You can think of so many drivers, both old and new. But I guess if you want, really want to do it, let's let's keep it from 2000s forward. Okay. Okay. Um, and definitely Mark Weber's up there. Yeah. He should have won. In what year, though? Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. Just yeah, at no some Mark point. Weber, no. 
I mean, at like some point, I'd, I'd honestly say it's a split between Felipe Massa and Ooh, Ricardo. Yeah, for me, it's always Ooh. been Felipe Massa. I mean, Felipe Massa. He's, yeah, well, Felipe. Yeah, he was. He's the world champion. So like close to winning, and and then he just didn't. And then he had um, that what should have been fatal car crash or whatever, where he had to plate put in. And then he came back to driving, was still pretty decent, but like. I, he was one of the closest people to ever win a world championship without meaning to, and then not winning it. <laughs> I'm sure he meant to. What do you mean, without meaning to? <laughs> My gosh. And Jakob, thank you for bringing up Danny. Respect. I mean, what's the highest points? Po- what, what's the highest position in a world championship that Danny Ricardo's gotten? I mean, when he was at Red Bull, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, it's not, for me, it's not like I'm saying like for his. He's had talent, he's made horrible guy. career choices yes, for sure. His moves haven't haven't done well, like points wise talent. or, yeah. But I'm just talking about like raw, like you know, driving capability. What actually happened in their careers? Like, you know, who was a second place runner that should have won? Who's a first place runner? Like, who who's somebody that just should have won? Not how to flip it, Massa, like. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> you still think Daniel Ricardo's up there? I mean, but well, because now no, now I'm going like Nico won. Yeah. Jensen yeah. won. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've mentioned everyone else, so it's like. Yeah. Who's someone else like that? That's up there. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. David Coulthard. Yeah, David Coulthard has been one yeah. of the biggest ones. Like everybody's like he should have won one. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but Seb was in his evil Seb era, a villain era back then, so he was just like, if I'm not winning, I'm running <laughs> Um, So, on the topic of World Championships, Seb, uh, there were one of the best seasons that people have said there's ever been and probably ever will be was the 2012 season. Because there were six World Championships, uh, six World Champions on the grid at one time, and I think it was, like, I think in the first nine races of the season, there were eight different race winners. Um, but I guess, uh, what are your guys' favorite? Like, what do you guys think are the best racing years for Formula One? You can't ask this question without. Oh, wait, 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 sorry. Oh, can, you can you repeat the question? Like, yeah. The, what, what, are, what are some of the best racing season years? Like in your That's what asking. Yeah. Uh, well, twenty one was a good season for racing. Yeah, that was, I mean the um, spectacle was great. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. well, the yeah. ending wasn't great for some people, um, but the spectacle was awesome. Uh, twenty sixteen was also good, just because Hamilton and Rosberg kept running yeah. into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think twenty nineteen. Two thousand seven, perhaps. That was also a good one. Yes. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, t- 2007 was awesome. You had Kimi Raikkonen who stole the championship. Quite frankly, I mean, nobody's everybody was like, it's gonna be a battle of Lewis versus Fernando Alonso. This rookie versus like the guy who just came off of two world champions. <laughs> Kimi Raikkonen's like, hey, the Ice Man's here to say hi. <laughs> I mean, Ferrari's last world champion that was 16 years ago now. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think Kimi and Jensen Kimi are gonna on. be racing. In NASCAR. Oh, yeah, NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. Coming yes. up soon. Yeah. Jensen Buttons, I think that's a new name. Like, it's been released recently. Yeah. I saw Kimmy's. I was like, wow, he's coming back. It, didn't he take, like, a 
<laughs> like a two-year gap in F1 to race in NASCAR? No, no. He took like a, I think a year off to race and to do rally was car he, racing. I know he did Rallying, rally car racing yeah. super early, but I mean, after he left Lotus, I think it was in the early 2010s, um, he I'm left. I'm not sure he went to NASCAR. Something. Um, I think he maybe, went to maybe I'm thinking of Yeah. Um, Perhaps. But yeah, 2007, 2012. Jakob, you said 2019. Oh, wait. Did you guys see that Roman Grosjean yeah. got pole? Oh yeah, Roman Grosjean. But he did pole in the race. Oh. But he he got pole oh. after a bunch of people crashed during qualifying. <laughs> How did uh, Jamie Chadwick perform? Um, I think she did okay. I'm not sure that she scored points, but it was her first one in Indy Next, and yeah, it was really warm and what I think. Fair. Um, I had a question, and it's leading. Oh, um, who is a racer that should have won a race that did not ever win a race? Like, literally. I mean, Lando right now. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Who oh, is a I race? Said Lando. That, yeah, but who is a race that should have won a race that didn't? I just don't know the facts of, like, who hasn't won a race that should have. Give That's me like... options. <laughs> Give me options. I mean, I can see Jakob looking it up right uh, now. Multiple so. choice. <laughs> 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 Wikipedia has a list of Formula 1 drivers and, like, their championships, race wins, podiums, stuff like that. Okay. So I was literally looking <laughs> I was going to say Lando just because, but I feel like he has, like, a pretty good shot at getting a race win in his career. And if he doesn't, he will probably go down as the racer who probably should have had a race win that didn't. Um, does Carlos have a win? Yes. I don't think Carlos has yes, a win. Yes? He won in Silverstone. What oh. do you mean? Last year, my bad. <laughs> he has the second longest record of not having a race win with 150 okay, races. Okay, so. Um, we all know who has the record for most races uh, before getting a race win. Oh, sorry. Never mind. I thought we were talking about the most race win. That has been like. Oh, everybody knows that one too but Sergio Perez has the ha- well, has- I <laughs> Sergio- this is for meme. meme content and meme content <laughs> oh my god that was so loud big ups, big oh ups. I'm sorry yeah. oh yeah that's when he stole it from Lewis minutes. stole it from uh, Lando Portugal, right? no it was, um, it was Sochi it was Sochi yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that was when Lando, Lando should have gotten his And then, like, Lando, what do you think about Inter? He's like, no! <laughs> no, because I think uh, I think Sochi was, like, his 102nd win or, like, his 102nd win or something like that. Oh, that was his 100th like, win. Yeah, that was 100th win. Yeah, his his 20, 20 season. I think that might have been Portugal yeah, that was when he got or, yeah. uh, or Nürburgring. I don't know, but that's a cool uh, okay, poster, I, isn't it? The driver who should have won a race but never did, just for the means, Anthony Davidson. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he has it. He didn't win. I mean, he's never won now. Hey, did your buddy Karun ever win a race? Yes, no. Karun Chandok, he has never won a race now. Ah, <laughs> you don't think he should have won a race? <laughs> he should have won. He should have won. <laughs> Can't say that. No, we need a. <laughs> I think the driver who should have won a race but never did probably goes to Mahavir Raghunathan. Oh, Lord, oh my God. God. 
Your favorite driver. Dude. Bob here. <laughs> Lord Bob here. We need him. <laughs> um, okay, so there's this thing, um, and the guy was profusely angry about it, but um what are your guys' thoughts on previous pay drivers? Because obviously we know that some of them pay off, some of them don't. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts on the idea of pay drivers, like scraping by with the enough points for a super license and then just making an absolute joke of Formula 1, Formula 2? I think, you know, Formula 1 is an expensive sport. Mm-hmm. So if people want to waste their money on it, like, I don't know. The the good talent will eventually come to the top, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I don't really have a problem with it. I mean if teams need money like Yeah, but like okay, that's so why there are two drivers. So I guess the reason I ask is because there's like you have drivers like Alessio Deletta, Javier Gunathan, um like just really, really bad drivers who, yeah, exactly. Nicholas Latifi, Nikita Magispin, like like so many drivers Magis- that have barely come through enough with to make it to Formula Two just because they have the money, and some of them even make it to Formula One and they just make an absolute joke with the sport. Like, they, like there's no rhyme or reason for it. I don't think that like the financing of it should be like should play that big of a role. Because at this point, like, I mean, it's probably not as big of an issue. But that's anymore. like a, that's a, that's at the root of Formula One, though. It's yeah. always been a part of it. That if you didn't have the money for the drive, you weren't going to get the seat. It's not as big of a problem now because I think almost every driver that comes up to Formula Three, Formula Two is sponsored by a team at this point. They obviously don't pay the full value; they still have to pay most of it themselves. But like the fact that they are sponsored by a team means that they're probably going to get brought into a team. Um, but like. I don't know, like just seeing the number of drivers who shouldn't have been in Formula Three, Formula Two, Formula One, but were just because they had the money. Like, dude, it's ridiculous. Well, honestly, I'm sure. I think it kind of started out as just like a a rich man's hobby, yeah. racing cars. So I don't know. Is it is it right? Nah. Whatever. Um. What do you think? You you don't like it? No. Patrick. No. Quite frankly, every single, like almost every single pay driver there's ever been has made an absolute fool of themselves in whatever high series they reach, if it, you call it like whatever. Um, but I guess on that topic, what are your guys' thoughts on people calling Lando a pay driver? Because there have been people who call him a pay driver. I mean, his dad is a millionaire. So. Yeah. A billionaire, actually. Yeah. I mean, he's had advantages yeah, in life a- for sure. He, yeah, he has a talent to back it up, so I don't really have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. To back yeah. up his position in F1, so I'm not really a big thing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd have a bigger issue with Lance than I do with Lando, so I don't really have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd have a bigger issue with it if he was at like a Williams that needed money, but McLaren doesn't like need Lando's money. They need his performance God, like more need than they money. need. <laughs> Okay, well, everybody knows it's McLaren's not the same as like a Latifi. Everybody knows McLaren's been smashed by COVID and hasn't made a recovery since. So, okay, I, I mean, but that that's not why they brought that, Lando on. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's not to say they don't need his money. I mean, especially okay. with where they are right now. Um, I feel like you think he's a paid driver. 
I mean, it's an interesting case. I don't. I, I do think he's like a one of those cases of a pay driver that works out. Um, <laughs> he's there on on merit. You could say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, last thing um, before we jump off, uh, I need to know. Um, so what is it about? And I mean, Jakob, you can answer this if you want, but this is primarily asked for Claire. What is it about Charlotte Claire that everybody loves about him? Because when it comes to uh, looks, no matter who I ask, no matter if they are in high school or a 50-year-old, I ask about every I show them a picture of every single driver in the grid, and I ask them to rate them one out of 10. And no matter what their height is or who they are, Charlotte Claire always gets the highest rating. So what is it about him? Yeah, I mean, in the editing, throw up a picture of him. I'll send you, like, one of yeah, the best I'll ones. Yeah, I'll throw up a picture. Um, so it's, like, it's a combination of, like, his hair, his smile, um, his accent, his eyes, his facial structure. <laughs> like, literally everything about him is perfect. <laughs> Honestly, if he was just, like, a couple inches taller, like, he'd be, like, a freaking the man of everyone's dreams. I don't know. Look at that. I'm, I'm a very straight man, but even I can tell that Charles Leclerc is freaking ten out of ten boss. Oh my god! Hey, don't get me wrong; he's a good-looking guy, but like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> like I guess put him up to, next to Lewis, and people still say like they pick Charles. Yeah, like based I mean, solely on looks. I don't know. Based solely on looks, and I'm just like, yeah. It's, it's I mean, of course, not, put him on Ferrari. Take advantage of the way he looks. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, him, it's like in their genes of their family, and like he's from Monaco. Like, it's mm -hmm. just, it's a perfect combination. Mm -hmm. okay. Arthur is like, oh, that's what he's I was falling right in the okay. footsteps. So, <laughs> this is for both of you. Who's better between Arthur and Charles as far as I'm well, not answering that question. <laughs> I mean, Charles, just because he's a little bit older, he's he looks more mature. Arthur has a couple more years to like grow into it. Charles definitely a couple years ago looked like too young and arthur kind of looks a little i mean obviously he's my age yeah he's 22 i think Something um like i don't know <laughs> they're brothers like they look really similar but uh, charles just has he has like the it factor that people like all right um Jakob, let's say george he has a Russell... new girlfriend now oh does he didn't him and his girlfriend yeah. break up like August last year? That's kind of fast to move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's just rumored, but yeah. they've gotten them in the same room now. Mm -hmm. This girl. So, so. Uh, also hearts breaking so, across the world. On the topic of Lando Norris <laughs> getting a new girlfriend, how absolutely insane is it that they still included the scene of Lando with his girlfriend in the car and drive to survive? Yeah, that was crazy. I was like. Why would they show they that? They broke up. They <laughs> broke up. What was the point of that? Um, I, but I actually have a question blah, blah, for Jakob. Jakob, let's say Mercedes just randomly drops George Russell today. Like, just flat out cold turkey. Like, nothing. They take. They just get rid of George Russell. Who are they replacing George Russell with? And where does George Russell go? They're, they're doing a driver trade for... Charles Leclerc and giving Charles giving George Russell the firm race. You think George Russell would go to Ferrari? 
I mean, yeah. If I if I if I were Toto Wolf and I dropped George Russell, I'd immediately go and buy out. Like, if I had to pay for it personally, I'd go and buy out uh, Charles Leclerc's contract, bring him over to Mercedes, and then say, George, you have a seat at Ferrari, go take your boss. <laughs> oh my god! Immediately, I I want I want Charles Leclerc. And if I could have it in an ideal world, I'd want Ferrari to be extremely competitive and not like loser types. Uh-huh. I'd want them. I want Lewis and Charles as teammates because I want to see Lewis in red. Yeah. Um, and if I can't have that, I'd take Lewis and Charles in the Mercedes. <laughs> Interesting. And Claire, um, if McLaren were to get rid of Lando Norris today, where does he go, and who do they get instead of him? Who do you think they can afford instead of him? Honestly, <laughs> they can afford literally anyone if they wait. Like, are, are they having to like? Pay off his contract. Oh, 100%, but... yeah. George's contract is cheap. So oh. I, mean... I mean, George wouldn't want to so go to McLaren. Cheap. It's so cheap, dude. <laughs> Anything's better than what Williams I don't is know. doing. So. I, I don't know what they would do. I mean, that's a, that's a confusing one because they're going to keep playing, though. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, hypothetically. I know. Okay. Um, Where does Lando go? Where does he go? I don't know. I just don't want to see these people moved around very much. <laughs> but I mean, if, if Aston Martin stays competitive, mm-hmm. perhaps send them there. And mm, Fernando wouldn't go back to McLaren. Fernando would retire. Um, so he would kick off another driver's heck, season right off the bat. Who the heck goes to McLaren? I don't know. They can't take on another rookie. No, no, they cannot. Maybe, maybe, maybe K. Magger, Hackenberg, if they get Van kicked Dorn. out of Haas. I don't know. <laughs> Go and pull an Oscar Piastri on Teo Porcher and see. Come on. Oh, that'd be Zach sick. Zach work is magic. That'd be sick. Dude, Teo Porcher is that. De- oh, dude, if there. Okay, there's three drivers last year that should have gotten an F1 seat. No offense to Felipe Drogovic because he did win by a landslide after two seasons in F2. But Oscar Piastri, Teo Porcher, and Jack Duhon all need to be in F1 seats at some point in their career. Um. There are other drivers in F2 who I think should have seats at some point. Primarily, like, um, Richard Rashore. No, not Richard Rashore. Yeah, Richard Rashore. And there's another one, uh, but I can't remember his name, which means it's probably not not, whatever. Um, But I think those three drivers, Oscar already got a seat. But Teo Porcher, Jack Duhon need F1 seats at some point in their career because Teo is far too good to be in F2 again. And, I mean, after the first race, that should be clearly apparent. Um, but that's all we have for you guys today. Uh, if you guys stayed to the end, um, let me know who you think is the best looking driver on the grid. And, uh, <laughs> and no, who's but, the best looking out of us? No, I'm just uh, I mean, you can do that too, but Jakob wins that. So, um, <laughs> um, okay. but yeah, that's all we got for you guys today. So, uh, we'll see you next time. Lights out and away we go. Yeah, there you go.